This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for us to catch up with Eleanor Doig from the South Dunedin Community Network who joins us on the line. Morena, good to have you with us, Eleanor. Morena, Tony. Uh, Tony, listen to me. Uh, dear friend, how big, are you? Big, yeah. big Tony's what they call me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, um, you can be forgiven for being a little confused in a moment because, uh, of course, life's been a bit topsy-turvy for everyone, hasn't it, Eleanor? And, it um, certainly has, yeah. Goodness me, I mean, it's last time we caught up with South Dunedin Community Network, you're about to go into another uh, important community hui. So maybe we can uh, take ourselves back to that time first and you can tell us a little bit about uh, what was drawn out of the hui. Well, I have to confess I personally wasn't there because I was crook, but I have heard feedback from uh, a lot of people and it was a very successful hui. So there were two strands to this one. One was about the water issue. Um, unwanted water and unwanted places um, and the other was about playgrounds so Ian Telfer and the South Dunedin Futures Group people came along and they presented to the to the crowd it was a good attendance again um, their presentation about um, what's likely you know, what's likely to happen, what's going on, actually just an, an information session. And then they had maps um, and they had core samples from around the area so people could look and see what was actually under the ground and then look at the maps and see where their place was in relation to those, to those um, core samples. And um, it really informed and, uh, as, as a group about... Um, you know what's going on. Whereas I think a lot of the a lot of the issue around the water issues is that people don't actually know, and so they cotton onto one idea, and that frightens them, or or they think there's nothing to worry about. The reality is that things are going to change um, in our landscape, and the the main point from our point of view is that our our residents, our citizens, should know exactly what's going on and be involved in decision-making around that. And you can't be involved in decision-making if you're not educated about what's going on. Well, if the last, so, uh, if the last year has taught us anything, Eleanor, it's that information is power and it's really important to get your head around some of the, the, the key issues that are affecting your, your daily life. So, yeah, I saw some photos up on the, the South Dunedin Community Network's Facebook page from the Hui. You, you really did have a good attendance at that, and that indicates that this is a critical issue for the community. It is. It really is. And you will have seen from those photos that people were working in groups and really absorbed by the information that they were getting and the discussion that was going on around the table. Um, so it was it was a very useful um, uh, use of time, really. And the South Dunedin Futures Group, I have to say, are fantastic um, and, and working really well with the community. So that's good. And that will continue, Jeff. That's got to continue. Now, our community um, needs to be well informed so we're not getting um, people with you know, one idea, this is the, the solution. If there was one solution, it would be easy. <laughs> the situation is complex and it's not easy. And so we need to know what those complexities are and understand so that we can be part of the decision making around what happens.
and play areas too under discussion. Uh, and play, yes, playground. They've they've got some great ideas. We've had sixty responses on off the Facebook page, and really good ideas gathered at the um, at the hui. So um, that's another one. If people are listening and want to have their say, we're very keen to gather as many ideas of what people want um, for the playground. So the DCC have produced, they are very keen to do a, a playground in South Dunedin. We've got, the, we've got the highest proportion of young people and the lowest proportion of playgrounds um, or play spaces. So um, Claire Swift from the DCC is working really positively with us and we will need to get a wide community uh, involvement in this so that we can make it all happen. But um, I think one of the key things coming out was that uh, they need a skate park, they need a pump track, um, we need much more adventurous sort of um, play equipment for all ages. And one of the things that wasn't actually talked about because there weren't that many older people, but we're really keen to have a an older person, you know, a, um, an exercise route where people, older people, can also um, do some fitness work. So um, I think we are going, we are dreaming now of a really good um, facility for South Dunedin. Good to hear. And no doubt there will be future community hui organised. But of course, um, <laughs> what happened in the last few weeks? Was it uh, once again all of the best laid mm. plans are put up uh, a little bit into the air? And your focus will have changed very much to um, the more immediate concerns of South and mm. communities around lockdown. Uh, what is mm. your sense of, of how the community and the organisations that support the community there have um, have been through over the last few weeks? Well, there was a Zoom um, uh, South Dunedin stakeholders meeting the other day. That's a meeting of, of people representing the organisations working in South Dunedin. And... Um, the most disturbing thing that we heard from several people was that uh, families who rely on food from school for lunches, um, those families are really struggling. Um, so the um, schools like Bathgate Park and Caversham, um, particularly they were there and they are um, uh, trying to meet those needs as best they can. Cookery is also um, doing the best they can. And luckily, tomorrow, we'll be back out of it. So, But it's a real concern, Jeff, that there are families in our community who don't have the wherewithal to put food on the table reliably. And um, I think that that's a, a much bigger conversation uh, to be held because in, our, in this community, in this country, there shouldn't be families where food is hard to come by. Yes, and uh, this is what we've heard consistently over the last few weeks, of course, is that, uh, as expected, our food banks in Dunedin have been under considerable pressure. Um, there yeah, have yeah. Uh, been periods where the the shelves have been looked pretty bare at some of our food uh, banks, and, of course, that doesn't deal with the longer-term issue that you're referring to there, but in terms of immediate need, um, yeah. now is the time for those who are in a position to offer something to help restock yeah. those banks because um, there is going to be continuing need and continuing fallout from um, the COVID-19 restrictions for many families. Absolutely, Jeff, yeah. I, I 
it makes me sad, actually, and cross that that we don't have a more equitable distribution of, of wealth. But I won't get into the politics of that. <laughs> well, it's a you know, and it's a it's a big issue. It's an important one, and 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 mm. for many South Dunedin families, uh, you know, in particular at the moment. So, um, yeah. so if there is something you can do, if you're listening and and there, you're in a position to perhaps offer a little bit of something, certainly the food banks would be uh, would very much appreciate whatever you might be able to offer. Um, moving back to yeah. level two, you should be able to d- deliver and drop off goods, but also um, cash donations or donations via websites and so forth to any of the food yeah. banks. Are greatly yes. appreciated at the moment. Absolutely, here, here. So there, will, so there will be a sense of of relief then that um, from Thursday, I think the schools are back into operation. That will, well, for all sorts of reasons, not just um, um, through food provision, but through mm. getting the children back out and about, back seeing mm. their their peers, um, back mm. into a face to face learning situation, will be a great relief for the young ones as well as um, for those who have been caring for them over the past <laughs> few weeks. Yes, I think so. For for some families, it's not so terrible, but for some, it's been pretty traumatic. And and some kids deal well with distance learning, and some just don't. Um, so the better, the sooner they're back to school, the better. Just finally, Eleanor, as uh, we look ahead now, I suppose um, it, it's still difficult, isn't it, to make concrete plans about bringing people together again. Uh, obviously, the uh, limitations on indoor settings for 50 people, outdoor settings of 100 still mean that for many businesses, but also um, social organisations um, might have to consider operating in different ways. And in terms of the South Dunedin Community Network, what's it going to mean for your work over the coming weeks? Um, well, we don't have any gatherings planned. The next two will be in February, um, but we do have people coming into the and using our rooms. So, but they don't. There's, there's no groups that are bigger than 50, as far as I'm aware. But certainly, anybody coming into the rooms will need to be masked and clock in, um, and uh, and use all the safety measures that we can, because we must be careful still. Indeed, mm. Eleanor. Great to catch up with you again. Um, nice to talk, and we look forward to uh, touching base with uh, our friends from the South Dunedin Community Network, Network uh, in uh, four weeks' time. Lovely. Talk to you then, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.